What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Graveyard. I'm The Graveyard Gamer, and thank you for joining me for this week's Graveyard Shift Discussions. That is what I've been playing for the past week, and I have to tell you, after last week where I spent a lot of focus on classic games, playing some older games, whatnot, this week I decided to really go back in force to Horizon Forbidden West. Now, ultimately, the game plan is I want to complete Horizon Forbidden West by June. I don't think that's going to be too hard of a task, but it's a lot of game to cover, so I'm definitely putting a good time in there. I still also, as side piece games, I want to get through Yakuza 5, which I'm going to talk about, and I'd like to get through Watch Dogs, the original Watch Dogs, that is, before June as well. We'll see if I have time to get through those. We'll see if I have time to get through some other ones like Shinmu 3 or The Warriors, the old PS2 game that was remastered on PS4, Resident Evil 4. There's several other games I could potentially get to, but I'm really right now focusing on Horizon Forbidden West, and I did start Yakuza 5. But let's talk about what I did in Horizon Forbidden West right out the gate. And I have to tell you, it was really cool. So I decided to kind of progress the main story a little bit at first. And I made it to the Memorial Gardens. Now, if you haven't been to the Memorial Gardens, it's actually really cool. You get in there. It's deep in the Tanakh territory. So that's the people with the crazy face paint. They have the wildest haircuts. And you go in there and you can tell it used to be a military base or some kind of memorial to that. But what's really interesting is on the way there, there are just plane wrecks everywhere. A giant battle happened in this place. You can see the evidence everywhere. And I really love the style of it just being old and rustic and everything being just rusting away. Essentially, I don't know how to put it. I mean, it definitely shows you that it's been a thousand, two thousand years since all of this happened. And it's just really cool to kind of look around and go, man, like... That battle really happened, and it, it's just kind of one of those cool things that you stop and go, man, there's there's room for a game in this. There's really, you know, maybe a first-person shooter game if they want to do a spinoff where you're in that style. I know Hulking Yoda from Lost at Sea Gaming, a gaming podcast right here on Anchor. Him and I have talked about spinoffs they could do with Horizon many times, and I definitely think that kind of war, seeing these war zones, I definitely think would add to it. But anyway, as you're going through the Memorial Gardens itself, it's really cool because they have little audio things you can go up to and it's a little hologram pops up and shows some heroes and it kind of explains this war that's going on and sacrifices lost. Unfortunately, a lot of the clippings are not fully there, so you only hear a little bit of it, but you do piece enough together to go, man, this this is really cool. It just adds that background, that lore that they never fill you all the way in, but enough to know, man, humanity at the end was in some dire straits. Now, at that point, you're going to talk to the chief there, and he wants you to go over to the Bullock, which is another group you got to get to because he wants marshals, basically people from all over. And it's kind of funny because if you listen to the recordings, marshals is what they were calling the air crew that was doing a lot of the fighting. So that's their inspiration. They want them all to gather in one central place, one giant arena to fight to see who really is going to be protecting them from the main villain of this game so you go to leave it's really cool because as you're exploring you can also find a place to turn in these black boxes i've been playing through this game i've been getting these black boxes didn't know what to do you found the vendor to turn them into so that was really cool because she offers you your choice of some really good parts that are kind of hard to get so i thought that was awesome then i go on i head to stone crest and when i get there i meet a man who was maimed in the first big battle of the game and you're supposed to work with him. He's going to take you to the bulwark. You're going to use him to get in there to talk to the chief there. And when you get there, he's just like, no. Because the bulwark is just giant wall that surrounds and protects the city. And he's refusing to leave the safety of that. 
even though he's not listening when you say, hey, these machines are going to tear right through that wall you have. So Aloy does the only thing she can think of. She goes and gets a weapon from a giant mammoth. Man, holy smokes, this thing was tough. It took me three times to fight this woolly mammoth style machine. The interesting thing is the first time he killed me really quickly. The second time, man, it was just a battle, but I ended up losing. The third time, oh man, it was crazy. I mostly just sharpshooted the guy from way back in the bushes. Kept using my sharpshooter bow, kept hitting his weak points. And I think he eventually did charge at me. And I just used my hunter bow and hit him two more times and he was done. So really kind of an interesting dynamic between the second time I fought him and the third time. But either way, once you get that, you go back and you just shoot the wall down. Like that's what you do. And that gets the guy to agree. Okay, the wall's down. We're going to need some help. I'm going to send my people to the fight to see who really is going to be the guys that are going to protect us. Now, from there, you can pick up a multiple side quest. I did pick up a few. And that's what I focused on after that is. So that's kind of in the middle of the map. So that top part of the middle is where I've been focusing on. It's where the storyline has me right now. So I spent the rest of the time just trying to clear everything out there from cauldrons to unknown campfires to making them known because I love the fast travel to just anything around there seeing what was done so that I can completely defog the map as I like to say along with Hulk and Yoda and to just keep going along you know do things to upgrade myself just experiment around I just wanted to make sure that as I go I'm not leaving too much behind to have to come to later so that's what I did I also did a really cool side mission where you have to go to this deluge I'll be honest with you I don't even remember when I picked it up but a group of people had been lost you go and you help them out and you find out that this whole town had been covered by this mudslide and all the water broke through like a dam release or whatnot. Man, you go in and you have to try to find them. And I won't lie, it was a little tricky for me and it's kind of embarrassing to say because it was pretty easy once you figure it out. But I had the hardest time figuring out how to get to the first survivors. And then you got to find another group of survivors. And, and at that point, you're fighting the crocodile slash alligator type machine and I think those are really cool machines. They have a really cool fight pattern they use. They give you a lot of good resources, a lot of cool places to hit. Some of the animals, I'm not going to lie, they're not as fun to go for the weak points because they're well hidden or the resources are so hard to hit. The alligators, I feel like there's plenty of them and they're in certain spots that really, they open themselves up a lot more. It's not because I want it to be easy, but just because it feels like it's more equal when you're fighting them one-on-one that you can actually get something and not just be hurting them. So I did that. I thought that was cool. During my clearing out, let me also just say, I go into the northern part and I go to a campfire. I save there. As I start walking, I see some borrowers. And all of a sudden, something starts shooting me. I'm like, what is that? An apex thunderjaw comes out. And that was just an epic fight. Ah, I would love to say I beat him. I got him down to a quarter of the health. I was kind of hiding behind like a piece of old world uh, ruin that was left over. And I was just slowly taking him out, man. I got both his cannons off. I was really trying to work on his jaw to get those lasers off. But unfortunately, he got me. And I really, I think it probably took me about 20, 30 minutes to get that. I really just couldn't do it again. As much as I would have wanted to, I just couldn't give that extra time. So I went on to try something else. I'll come and fight that guy later. It's an apex. That means it takes a lot more damage to destroy it. It does a lot more damage to you. And this was an automatic. Like No matter how many times I died fighting the guy and would reload at that checkpoint, that campfire that I had, he just immediately would come running down. So I know where he's at. At some point, I will have his head on my mantle because I will take that guy down. But, you know, it's also pretty cool because I ended up upgrading several times. I was able to unlock some new 
moves, some new uh, abilities, which are really cool. I definitely recommend that you try out different Valor, Hulking Yoda. I'm going to bring him up again. He's playing the game as well, talking about it a lot on his show. He brought up some great tips about Valor. Definitely make sure you're experimenting with those and experiment with unlocking new moves and new skills and abilities. But did that, got to level 31, thought that was awesome. The other thing I want to say is this, and this is my own tip for you guys. Don't sleep on selling parts or going to scalpers or scavengers rather to actually get parts you need. That was one thing this weekend, Hulking Yoto here, another reference to him. We talked about that a lot. Some of the issues we have, the systems in this game are so nuanced and they're so deep and that's a great thing. But sometimes they're a little unuser friendly, if I can use that term. And one of them is the resources needed to buying weapons. See, I went to go do a hunting grounds. Man, it took a while to get to the second one. I got through the second one. I go to the third one. I don't have the right weapon. I go to buy it from that vendor, but he won't sell it to me because I don't have one item. And it was so annoying because it's like, yo, I want to finish this out. Why wouldn't this vendor sell me the weapon or at least sell me the weapon and the different things? I'll pay the extra shards, the currency in the game. Either way, what I found is because I found another scavenger out there that was actually offering you know, like five contracts when it was all said and done. These are like hunting contracts. They're pretty easy. They're pretty fun, I think. But when it was over, I was looking through her list of things to buy. She actually was selling a lot of the items I needed for jobs I had created to create different armor or different weapons or upgrading them, I should say. And I thought that was amazing. Well, then I started looking and throughout the game, I have amassed quite a nice inventory of different resources, whether it be different tails or different parts from creatures or whatever it is and I started realizing huh I probably don't need 50 of this one item so I started selling them now don't get me wrong I kept a nice stock for myself but what I say is don't sleep on them because man shards in this game can go quick I mean think about it every time you create a different weapon or you create a different ammo type or you're restocking whatever it be you're spending those shards so this is a great way to get some money back. It's a great way to buy a bunch from somebody, but also sell so that you can actually kind of keep a nice little, little change in your pocket. So when I found that out, that actually really helped me out because one of the biggest complaints I had is, man, like I said, why don't certain vendors sell more of these items? So finding that somebody did was a huge relief. Now, don't get me wrong. There are definitely still some machine parts that I have to go out in the water and procure myself. But it is just nice that, okay, I don't have to find every single one of these. Some of these I can just go buy. Because it's not like I want microtransactions in this game at all. But I do kind of want the option of like, look, I don't want to go hunt down a bunch of bellowbacks with the hope of getting a rare item drop. I mean, sometimes that's just frustrating. So it is really cool that you can do that. So just don't sleep on that. And I'll also point out a couple other frustrations I had that I kind of was voicing this weekend and some of the fighting issues, especially when you're one-on-one -on -one with a group of people. You know, machines are one thing, but the people are different. I think when you're fighting, you need to have a block button. That would go a long way. I mean, you're holding a giant staff. Surely you could block a staff. And I think a parry would work in there as well. Because, man, sometimes these guys hit these hardcore combos. And it's like, it'd be nice to just be able to break that and then launch into your own. Especially dealing with the people with the shields. Man, I was taking down a settlement. One guy had a shield. He was tough to get to. The worst part is that he had bombs, and whenever he would hit you with it, it was an automatic death. No matter how close, no matter how many times I got down to just me and him, man, if he took you out, oh, I had to restart. It was so frustrating. So a little bit of help with that. Just work that melee system. I think it would go a long way. I mean, we have tons of ways to take out these robots. 
the humans out, we need a little bit more improvement in that. I think going into the third game. And then the other thing I have to say is I'm almost 50 hours. Actually, I think I did cross 50 hours as of this morning. And I got to tell you something. It would be nice if I had the ability to swim underwater and I had the rebreather. It would be nice if I had the thing that would let you, whatever you got to do to these flowers in the world so that I can get past these block paths. Because right now, I can only do the fire gleam, which is the looks like crusty stuff on a wall that you put in and it makes it explode. But 50 hours in, and I know some of this is probably related to unlocking and stories later on, but it's kind of frustrating to get this far into the game still have so much more that I have to return to. I have a theory. I have not looked this up. This is all theory that ultimately what is going to happen is you're going to get all the way to the west and the game is going to make you go all the way to the east. It would make sense from a story point. Plus, it would also explain why there are so many of these things that you can't get through. You know, these obstacles blocking your path, the flowers or the underwater stuff. So if not, though, I got to admit it's a little frustrating. And I don't like when games do that. I don't mind going backtrack a little bit. But I think, hey, if No Man's Land and the first part of the area really just had the fire gleam so that you unlock that, and then you can just spend the time catching up. And then, yeah, obviously going forth, there's more fire gleam. But you're not trying to go so far and keep going back. Like, for example, when I get the underwater ability, the rebreather or whatever, not only am I going to use it in the area I'm at, I'm also going to have to go back multiple sections of the game. I just wish it didn't do that because it makes it feel like you're moving forward. But you're also having to still go back. So hopefully they kind of ease that up a little bit. Maybe if you do go back to the east, that will kind of allow me to gather things. And I'm not just kind of post-game, just running to all these different spots. But we'll see. Now next I played Yakuza 5. Like I said, I finally got that started. It's one of those side games I want to finish. If I finish this game in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be amazing. Because it would have meant that I would have completely completed the first six Yakuza games. I would have completed Kiru Saga, as I'm calling it, and then I'm going to work on a franchise episode, just like that God of War episode, uh, but it'll be all about Kiru's adventure with the Yakuza series, because I just love that guy. Man, why can't they have a Funko Pop of Yakuza? I would absolutely buy the heck out of those, but it's really cool. I like the fact that you start off with Kiru in this one. I know you're going to play as five different people. I think it's cool you start off with them. I think it's really interesting that there's hints that him and Hiruka have some kind of falling out or there's a reason he's separated. It kind of seems like he left, but I don't know. I haven't got that far in the story to figure that out. And then you're driving a taxi. And what's crazy is I thought that was just like what they were going to say. But no, you have to drive a taxi at certain points. And I think it's so well done because you have to actually drive decently. This ain't GTA. This ain't crazy taxi. Like you have to use your blinker. You have to drive in certain speeds. You have to start and stop just right. Like I kind of enjoy it. I've only done it a couple of times, but I've definitely enjoyed it thinking it's really cool. I got to say, I think the fighting is better than it was that I've gotten into so far than it was in four and three. Both of those just kind of had an issue where I think three, everybody blocked so much. It was kind of frustrating in four. Everybody grabbed you. Both of those are still in this game, but I've noticed that with quick stepping and correctly blocking and doing different things, you can get around all of that. You can it just opens up more options to fight. So yeah, there's still a lot of blocking. There's still a lot of grabbing. But as long as you're playing it smartly, you can really beat the crap out of people, which is awesome. So definitely loving it. I also have to say that playing the story, one of the first missions, you go with your boss and you take him out for a night on the town. And it was so funny. I cracked up because he's like, so you're single at your age. 
Guys are kind of wondering, you don't have a girlfriend, maybe? I guess implying that Kiru might be gay. I thought that was funny. It cracked me up. Because in a big revelation, when you get back to your apartment, Kiru has a girlfriend. Or at least that's what it seems like. I was kind of blown away. I can't wait to see where they go with it. It's Yakuza. So I'm expecting some twist and turn. Something's not what it seems in that. But uh, I can't wait to see what happens. And finally, guys, on the Nintendo Switch, I did try out Xenoblade Chronicles. I have to be honest with you, over the last few years, I have slowly gotten into Japanese turn-based RPGs, the South Park games. As you know, I love Persona 5. I can't wait to start Yakuza Like a Dragon once I'm done with 5. So I saw a chance to play this game, picked it up. I got to tell you, I'm only about 20 minutes into it. I can really only comment on kind of the story. One, I think the story is super interesting. These giant titans died in battle or at least got frozen in time and a population grew on their back and you have these warring factions and that's just very interesting very cool graphics i think look really good for a switch and then on top of that the battle system that turn-based style took me a minute to kind of get into it but once i have i'm like okay this is kind of cool you you have free range while you're running around and again some of this might be you know nothing new for you guys have been playing this for a while but for someone like me this was kind of cool you have this free range to run around and Pick your point where you're going to attack at and what your members are going to use and what you're going to... I, I don't know, guys. I was into it, loving it, thinking, yep, I'm definitely going to spend some hours on this, which reminds me, I need to get back to Breath of the Wild. But gamers, that's what I've been up to. I hope you enjoyed this little trip. I hope you like following along with me. Hey, if you got any tips for Yakuza 5, Xenoblade Chronicles, or Horizon Forbidden West, hit me up, thegraveyardgamer@gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at the graveyard gamer or on twitter at the graveyard g till next time i'll be creeping around the graveyard <laughs>